When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Frank Isola. You know, when the producers told me I'd be working with Mina today, I said, I can't wait. I'm Mina Kimes, and when they told me I'd be working with Frank, I said, I'll do it anyway. So mean. So mean. <laughs> I missed you. I really did. You mistreated me just now as much as that football game did last night. Ooh, I don't say that. I... Nothing could be worse than that. We need that. better Thursday night games. We really do. You want me to stay up, we need better games. Uh, but good to like see, you as usual, as usual. All right, welcome to PTI. Mike and Tony are off rekindling their relationship, so I'm joined by my great friend from NFL Live and about 17 other things, Mina Kimes, everyone. Yeah, nice. Not bad. It's usually, I, I don't get that usually. All right, <laughs> let's start with the Panthers beating the Falcons and, like we said, an ugly Thursday night matchup. Atlanta quarterback Marcus Mariota, he looked lost at times, while Carolina relied on a strong running game despite having traded away Christian McCaffrey three weeks ago. The Falcons are four and six, the Panthers are three and seven, but both are still alive to win the lousy NFC South. So Mina, what if anything did you take away from this game? Well, first of all, the NFC South winner might have a record below 500. That's where we are with this division. And second, Atlanta should seriously be considering a quarterback change. Look, Frank, Mariota has at times been more than capable. He's part of the reason why this offense has been efficient, especially on the ground, because of his dynamism with his legs. But what you saw last night is something we have seen all too often from him this year, and that's inconsistency throwing downfield, coupled with, and this was really turned up yesterday, recklessness. I mean, the case for Mariota starting in the first place is that he is a veteran quarterback. He's supposed to be a caretaker of the football. But yesterday, it looked like he wanted to give that football away. I mean, he was throwing across his body into traffic. There should have been way more turnovers than showed up on the box score. And if I'm Atlanta, I take a hard look at starting their rookie third-round draft pick, Desmond Ritter. I'm not saying he's necessarily going to be better than Mariota, but at least there's upside there, and you can see what you have in him this season. Yeah, and I think they're getting to that point. I think if you're Atlanta, you want to be taken seriously. I understand it's it's a road game. That's a game that you have to have. You don't even you, you trail the entire game. You know, I look at, you know, let's give Atlanta's defense so a little bit of grief as well. You know, the Panthers did run the ball for 232 yards. Foreman, again, was outstanding. That's the thing. If you're P.J. Walker, the pride of Elizabeth, New Jersey, you know, <laughs> you, you know he's not going to throw the ball all over the place. So you know they're going to run the ball. If you're Atlanta, you couldn't get any stops. You know, they did talk after the game about the quarterback change for Atlanta. I think we're trending toward that. I think eventually it's going to happen. Arthur Smith is going to have to make that move, Mina. And your point about the defense, by the way, is why, even with their recent struggles, I still think the Bucs are going to win this division, even if they lose this weekend, which we're going to talk about that that game later. And that's what they're doing. Like, these teams, like, they're giving Tampa Bay enough time to just kind of hang around, hang around to take the division when this is the year to take it from Tampa. You're right. Tom Brady does it again. All right. Jeff Saturday is less than 48 hours away from his NFL coaching debut. The Colts traveled to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Saturday's lack of coaching experience has been well highlighted, but across the field from him will be Josh McDaniels, who has coached the Raiders to a disappointing 2-6 and six record. So, Frank, 
Whose position would you rather be in heading into Sunday? <laughs> Jeff Saturdays or Josh McDaniels? All right. So I'm going to let me start by saying uh, the times I've got to be around Jeff Saturday could not ask for a nicer guy. So I'm rooting for him. And that's nothing against Josh McDaniel. I'm sure that he's a good guy. But Jeff Saturday has a lot of pressure on him. First of all, the offense is no good. They average, you know, uh, 15 points per game. The quarterback situation is a mess. And a lot of people are rooting for him to fail. Not people that know him, but a lot of people are because they hate the idea of some guy basically just coming off the street and coaching the team. So I would rather be Josh McDaniels just because, A, I know I'm safe. I'm at home. And listen, I did lose two big receivers with Waller and Hunter Renthro. They're out. But that team, Indianapolis, they're just not good enough. I understand if I lose it, people are going to say, how can you lose to a guy with no head coaching experience? Yeah. But I'm Josh McDaniels. But here's the thing. I know I'm going to be safe or else I'm pretty sure I'm going to be safe at the end of the year. The other guy I'm not so sure about. <laughs> well, uh, I couldn't disagree more because, like you said, Jeff Saturday kind of has nothing to lose here. I mean, everybody expects him to fail. Everybody agrees that this Colts team, starting Sam Ellinger, is not very good. The bar for him is on the floor. Whereas Josh McDaniels risks potential humiliation here, not just losing <laughs> to a coach who has never coached in the yeah. NFL or at college before, but also, and don't forget this, facing the team he once spurned. I mean, this game is like yeah, narrative true. bingo for all the storylines. And on top of that, and this is where I actually do disagree with you, I do think Josh McDaniels' job is at risk. Really? Because if he loses this game, After oh my one year? goodness. The After humiliation, the stories, where if Jeff loses, it's going to be met by a collective shrug. Yeah, I, I hate when these teams hire a guy and they get rid of him after one year. That's a joke. By the way, don't you think for the armchair quarterbacks, I mean the armchair coaches and Sunday, you know, Monday morning uh, you know, second guessers, every time, every fourth down play, if they go for it or don't go for it, time, you know, clock management, everyone is going to scrutinize Jeff Saturday like no NFL coach gets scrutinized, and you know that every coach gets scrutinized. This is going to be well, at a different level. Right? We're going to scrutinize him like he used to scrutinize coaches <laughs> as recently as about a week ago. That's fair. So That's fair. He can take it. All right. Uh, we're in the first full day of baseball free agency, and it sounds like the Giants, the San Francisco Giants, are ready to make a run at Aaron Judge. Judge grew up in the Bay Area, and Giants GM Farhan Zaidi says there's nobody that would be out of our capability from a financial standpoint. Yankees GM Brian Cashman says he has no feeling regarding the team's chances of keeping the man who hit 62 home runs this past season. Mina, how do you think the Yankees should feel about their positioning? Well, I'll start by saying I'm not entirely sure the Yankees should be giving Aaron Judge the kind of contract really? being talked about. Because like a lot of people in and around the league, I'm not sure how... Uh, well, that contract will age. And you've heard that as yeah. well, I'm sure, Frank. However, starting on the basis that they want to bring him back, which, of course, would be good not just from a business standpoint, but also from a baseball one in the short term, I would absolutely be nervous because everything we're hearing from San Francisco this offseason suggests they want to make a splash. I mean, as of this taping, the Yankees have not met with Judge's agent, yeah. and the Giants are basically standing outside of his window with a boombox and a briefcase full of <laughs> cash. They desperately want him. And doesn't it make sense for Aaron Judge to be a giant? I mean, the man is a literal giant. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. I always think that so many things have happened to the Yankees over the last you know, 10 to 15 years. I always think if George Steinbrenner was still around. Can you imagine George Steinbrenner losing in free agency, the guy that now holds the American League home run record, who just broke Roger Maris's record, who's going to be the AL MVP. But I think there's a chance it could happen. Right now, the number they're throwing around is eight years, $288 million. I think the Giants are going to pass that. And there's a lot of people in New York 
And I've spoken to people who talked to Aaron Judge. They think he's leaving, which is almost hard to believe. But I'll also say this. The last big Yankee free agent to leave went to your team, the Seattle Mariners. I was Robinson Cano. Did not work out well. And here's the thing about Aaron Judge, and you heard the fans booing him, and it's unfair because it's happening during a playoff series. He did not have a great postseason. So, you know, the idea of – and, you know, the Giants has a great stat about them. You realize that no Giant has hit 30 or more home runs since Barry Bonds left the team. So you think, well, it's home runs, home runs. They've won three World Series since then, though. So you can win World Series without having those big bats and, you know, hitting 62 home runs. It's not always something you need. It's a big part of the reason why, by the way, the Giants' revenues are down, which is another reason why they're going to throw money at Aaron Judge. All right, let's move to basketball. Kyrie Irving may be nearing an end to his suspension. The Nets' point guard has met with team, league, and union officials in recent days, with NBA Commissioner Adam Silver saying he has, quote, no doubt that Irving is not anti-Semitic. The Nets suspended Irving for no fewer than five games for initially failing to condemn and apologize for sharing anti-Semitic material on his social media. Frank, do you see the path clearing for Kyrie to return to the court? I definitely think I see it happening. And, you know, 13 days ago, that's when Kyrie had that first press conference after a loss to Indiana. And he was too wrapped up in debating Nick Friedle over the word, you know, promotion, where he could have ended this thing 13 days ago. And I think the league last week could have ended it. Adam Silver sending out the statement that he sent out tells me that after his meeting with Kyrie Irving, he said, I'm going to do this, and then I need you to do this, this, and that. And then I think the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, Joe Sy, also sending out a statement. It's all clear in the way. Now, Agent Wojnarowski did report because, Mina, Kyrie is eligible to come back from that suspension Sunday against the Lakers in L.A. Woj was saying you're probably not going to see him on the road trip, so we're probably talking about another six days from now. But I definitely see it's all kind of building towards Kyrie Irving returning at some point. Yeah, Adam Silver speaking out made me think that. And also the other commissioner of the NBA, LeBron James, tweeting in support (laughs) of Kyrie Irving. uh, Because, you know, one of the very many factors in this story is player support. The fact that the power dynamics in the NBA are unusual with players holding more power. And when you hear guys like LeBron or Jalen Brown in Boston sort of saying, hey, this suspension is too long. It makes me think that the NBA is not going to drag this out. Now, that said, the, the Nets did lay out guidelines for Irving to yeah. meet, uh, conditional for his return, and it's unclear that he has met them, aside from meeting, of course, yeah. with Silver, so that remains to be seen. Don't you think also the guidelines, you know, those measures that they put mm-hmm. out there, that's actually good for Kyrie Irving. I think you'd want to do that because if you do, you, you're out of contract after this season, you're going to be a free agent. L.A. is the place he'd like to go to. He's been linked maybe to the Miami Heat eventually at some point. Wouldn't you want people to know that you, this happened, you apologized for it, then you went through all those steps? I would, but I don't pretend to understand um, his motivations about this or many things. Yeah, it should. Have, this all should have happened last week. It never should have gone on this long. I think everyone could agree with that. All right, let's take a break. But coming up, would you rather have Geno Smith, don't say it yet, Mina, or Tom Brady when they play this weekend? And is Sunday's game more important for the Vikings or the Bills? Geno Smith, what a year he's having. Your guy. You know? I'm happy for him. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. 
uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Time for toss-up when Nina gets her pick of sides and then I'm forced to defend the other. That's how it works. What's first? Toss-up. They play in Germany on Sunday. Which quarterback would you rather have? Geno Smith or Tom Brady? All right. Seahawks, Bucks <laughs> in Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich Stadium, by the way, 800,000 people wanted tickets. I think they fit about 75,000 there. And they're there for one reason, to see Tom Brady. They're there to see the Tom Brady that led that game-winning drive last week. He finally threw a touchdown pass to a tight end. I love the Geno Smith story. I love the Kenneth Walker III story. But this is about Tom Brady. On Sunday, he could feel it. You win this game in another country. By the way, he's 3-0, not at playing outside the United States. It's Tom Brady, and you know it. Frank, I feel like you could have taped that answer before the season and just not acknowledged anything that's actually happened since. I mean, I am so glad that our friends in Germany get to watch one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and also Tom Brady in this game because by every possible metric, Geno Smith has been better than Brady. Uh, He is first in completion percentage. Brady is 13th. He is first in on-target percentage. Brady is 18th. He is fourth in QBR. Brady is 16th. I could go on, but you don't need statistics to tell you what your eyes see, which is Gino is playing Jeez. with incredible confidence and composure, uh, whereas Brady looks that. rattled week whoa, whoa, after whoa, week. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. What happened Sunday against the Rams? Super, defending Super Bowl champs, Aaron Donald, under a minute to go, drove them right down the field for winning touchdown. That doesn't count okay. for anything. That doesn't now, tell now, you maybe he's back. Maybe now they're I back. Know, now I know you haven't been watching football this season because you just big up to the Rams. Have you been watching L.A., Frank? But Come on. He, I thought, well, it's still Aaron Donald. It's still Jalen <laughs> Ramsey. That didn't mean anything to you. He had a good drive. I'll give you that. Ah, the district. You're, you're, you're lucky Tom Brady's not in the country right now. All right, what's next? <laughs> Toss up. Who is Sunday's game more important for, the Vikings or the Bills? All right, just so we're clear, Josh Allen, of course, has that elbow injury. There was a video of him today on the practice field. It looked like he saw that the media was there and he sprinted off the field. We don't know if he's going to play. If not, they do have Case Keenum. And they do have Stefan Diggs. I think Keenum to Diggs was like a famous play that beat the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> this game is bigger for the Bills because they're trying to get the number one seed, obviously, in the AFC. And just so we're clear about Case Keenum, because I know you're big on this stat, in games that he has started, oh, no. his teams are 30, Don't do uh, it. 29 and 35, which I know isn't great, but they, re- they went out and got him for reasons like this. I'm giving Josh Allen the week off, at least one week off, to give mm. him some rest, get that elbow right. 
Well, you're right about one thing there. This is more important for the Bills from a record perspective because they yeah. are suddenly in an incredibly competitive division in a stacked conference where the Vikings seem to be running away with the NFC North. But I would also argue that from a perception perspective, this is way more important for Minnesota because nobody believes I in know. Minnesota. I know. This game is supposed to be the litmus test. Finally, we get to see them play a good team but that good team might not have Josh Allen. So even if they win, people still might not believe in them. But I'll tell you this, Frank, if Minnesota loses this game to Case Keenum, they will be on fraud watch. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this then, since you mentioned Case Keenum, who would you rather have, Case Keenum or Tom Brady? Now, <laughs> I would rather have Tom Brady because we haven't <laughs> seen Case Keenum play good football in but, several years. But I'll say this too. You're right, though, about Minnesota because they beat the Commanders last week. That You know, they trailed in the fourth quarter. That's still a quality win. Anytime you win on the road, I don't care who the quarterback is. That, that, that proves that you're a serious team to be reckoned with. What happened to Atlanta last night? They didn't win on the road. You taking them seriously? Minnesota, no. for me, is a team to take seriously. The problem with Minnesota is they never should have built a stadium with a roof on it because they should be playing in bad weather. They haven't done anything since they put a roof on their stadium. Big mistake. I was, you like really hit like every get-off-my-lawn take in a single sentence there. It was incredible. Keenum's Just record bravo. as a starter. That's it. Let's take one last break. But still to come, <laughs> the Astros make a major move with a man who built a World Series winner. And is Alabama about to lose another road game this weekend? Does Geno Smith's record as a starting quarterback this year matter to you, yes or no? It matters less than what I see when I, I watch him play. I didn't ask you that. We have a hostile witness. Does it matter to you his record, yes or no? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. It's a Friday. Happy time, everyone. Happy 20th birthday tomorrow. Paulo Bancaro, the number one overall pick in last June's NBA draft, hails from the same city that gave us Pearl Jam, the Supersonics, and of course, Mina Kimes. The Orlando Magic, they may be headed toward the Victor Wenbanyama lottery, but Bancaro, who spent one year at Duke, looks like he's headed for stardom. The 6'10", 250-pound forward is averaging 23.5 points, 8.3 rebounds, and 3.6 assists. NBA personal folks that I spoke to, they're blown away by Paolo's size, skill, and strength. Paolo's parents, both college athletes, met at the University of Washington. And wait, the story gets better. Since Paolo's father is of Italian descent, Paolo holds due citizenship. 
and said he will represent Italy during international competitions. At least he said he will. Hasn't happened. Can always trust you to find either the New York angle or the Italian American angle anytime. It's so reliable. Excuse um, me, I gave you a Seattle <laughs> angle in there too. Excuse me. You did. That's fair. Um, and look, I have to say, who's got it better right now than Orlando Magic fans? Because they are somehow threading the needle perfectly between, as you said, remaining contention for Webinyana, but also getting incredible promise in production out of Bancaro. I mean, we talk about him being the Rookie of the Year. To me, that seems like a foregone conclusion. I think it's time to talk about him potentially being an all-star, Frank, yeah. and if that would happen, he would be the first rookie to achieve that since Blake Griffin did in 2011. Look at you, and Blake Griffin's one of the guys who said, man, I can't believe how strong he is. Happy anniversary, Dan Marino. Around this day, 27 years ago, Marino threw for 333 yards and a 34-17 loss to the Patriots, breaking Fran Tarkington's record for career passing yards at 47,003. Marino finished his career as the all-time leader with 61,361 yards. Marino, by the way, now sits eighth all time. Tom Brady, wait for it, Mina, is number one with 87,000 <laughs> yards. And just last Sunday, eclipsed 100,000 career passing yards when you factor in the 13,000 plus in the playoffs. Brady, of course, has a career total of zero passing yards in Germany, where his Bucks will now face the Seahawks Sunday in Munich. Yeah, here's a prediction. Geno Smith will lead Tom Brady in passing yards in Germany. But this is about the Dolphins, who, of course, look fondly, fans, rather, look fondly at those Marino times, but also don't have much to show for it. Now you've got a young quarterback in Tua Tagovailoa who's leading the team to similar success. And while he's got a long way to go to reach those sorts of accomplishments, Frank, if he throws for 300 yards this weekend against the Browns, he'll be the first Dolphins quarterback to hit that mark three times wow. in a row since Dan Marino. Wow. Donka Shane for a line, Mina. Happy trails to Astros general manager James Click, the man who built the team that just won the World Series. He's out. Bob Nightingale of USA Today reports that team owner Jim Crane had offered Click a one-year extension and a raise, but Click wanted a longer deal and publicly aired his grievances at the GM meetings. Big mistake. Crane then fired him. Crane hired Click as the GM in 2020 in the wake of the sign-stealing scandal. But Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic reports that the relationship between the two has been uh, strained for some time. Frank, I found this shocking. I mean, as you said, Clink walked into a toxic situation, kept the trains running, and then ultimately brought them to a World Series. The fact that he was only offered a one-year extension is lower than lowballing, and I'm not surprised he walked away from it. I know. I think you're right. I always tell you, don't air your grievances about your contract publicly. You can get in some trouble. All right, no errors today. There you go. We're running out of show. Let's go to the big finish. Some big-time college football games this weekend. Which ones are you most interested in? You know, it, people would think I would say Alabama, but I'm going to say Washington, Oregon. This is a good test for Oregon and also Washington. Michael Penix Jr., he's been crushing it as of late. All right, the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team lost for the third straight time last night. Significant? Yeah, go read some quotes from Carly Lloyd. She really went after the team. They did lose to England. They did lose to Spain and Germany. Three really good teams. What it tells you? The rest of the world is getting pretty good, especially the teams in Europe. Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers are reportedly in agreement on a one-year deal. Are you excited? I am, but they also appear to have lost Blake Drennan injury for a while, so they need to bolster their bullpen. Jack Eichel had a hat trick as the Golden Knights beat his old team, the Sabres, for their ninth straight. Impressed? I am because the fans were booing him. He was taunting him after each goal. That's pretty impressive. Last one, college hoops. 
Michigan State and number two Gonzaga on an aircraft carrier tonight. Are you intrigued? Yes, but only because it's on an aircraft carrier. Tom Izzo said the wind is flying. I want to see a ball go into the ocean. Should we recap how many Seattle and Washington stories we had today? I guess we can't. We're out of time. Mike and Tony are back on Monday. I'm Frank Isola. And I'm Mina Kimes. You can download my podcast, The Mina Kimes Show, on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. How about yours, Frank? I do a radio show every morning. Old school podcast. That's what they're called. It's going to get you back It's probably available on podcast form. I say get off my lawn on radio every morning at 7 to 10. On Sirius. I want you to tune in. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.